Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. You know what it is. It's explaining to Austin. I'm Peyton. I'm Austin. And I explain things to him. And I get explained to. That's the show. Welcome to it. It's like mansplaining, but backwards. Yes, it is. Now, Austin, can I be honest with you? I would hope that you're always honest with me, Peyton. I gotta be honest with you, I'm sweating like a hog right now. Oh, why are you sweating like a hog? Well, it's hot, you know, so to try to get the best audio, I turn the turn the, um, the fan off and, you know, turn mm-hmm, the air conditioning mm-hmm. down so it's not loud, and I get sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Get hot, and get sweaty. I was sweating like a hog this morning, because yesterday I got the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. Oh, yeah? And I uh, got it at around noon yesterday. And then I was fine. My arm hurt, obviously. And then I got home, and it was like, like by the time I was about to head to bed, like I finished playing D&D around 10 o'clock. And then I start, I stand up from my desk, and as soon as I do, I get hit with like insane cold chills. Like I'm shivering, baby. I'm shivering like a timber, like a a wild cat. You're shivering like a timber. I don't know if wild cats shiver, but... Your timbers were shivered. My timbers, I mean, my jimmies were wrestled, and I, um got into bed, covered myself in blankets, and then I woke up and all the blankets were gone. So I guess at some point in the night, I took them all off because I got hot. You got those night sweats? Yeah, and then... You wake up nice and nice and damp? Oh, I was damp all right. There was a gray outline of where I was laying because yeah. I don't move in my sleep. It's like when the, the an outline of a body at a crime scene. Yeah, except exactly. Except it was sweat. Yeah, it smells way worse. Um, and then as the day got, has gone by, I felt a lot better, but I still have like a mild fever but I think that's normal, so... Yeah, hopefully it'll pass. We'll see. Well, Austin, uh, I'm not drinking anything tonight. I'm assuming you're drinking Ooh. your regular? Well, actually, I'm having a Red Bull Yellow Edition. Oh, very nice. Gotta stay focused and energized for the pod. Yeah. I, I, there may be there may come a point where I pause and get water, because I know I do talk a lot over that's the course smart. of this podcast. Well, you uh, know, I hope so. I'm in a new, I'm in a new recording location... Uh, no longer having to worry about noisy street outside. Uh, now worrying about other people who are roommates uh, making noise, potentially. Also, squeaky nice. chair. If you can hear that, you hear that? Yeah, a little squeaky. Sounds like the squeaky chair. Sounds like the chair in the old radio station we used to do stuff at. Yeah. Uh, so, but hopefully it's good. Austin, uh, before we get started, I wanted to bring up uh, the fact, I I haven't told you this, but I've made this business decision. I just went ahead and made it on my own. Sure. Uh, From now on, we will be releasing episodes of this podcast uh, as NFTs. You heard about those? No, I have not. Non-fungible tokens. You haven't heard of the NFTs yet? Oh, like cryptos? Yeah, but it's like for artworks. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's, uh... It's when you make a, an, an artwork into like it's like a digital artwork that's a that it's it has a specific unique blockchain. So it's like you know a one of a kind, and they've oh. sold for millions of dollars in the last couple of weeks. Uh, oh so yeah, I think that's a very smart business. Well, decision. every single episode will release one NFT of, and whoever pays the most gets it. Uh, and then it's up to them if they want to share it. Also, it's been pointed out that NFTs, they the amount of like energy they take, they take like. They take the same amount of like electrical power to like process one NFT as it takes for like a small like you know African country to make enough power for a year. Oh so my God. they're ridiculously terrible for the environment because of the amount That's of good. energy they require. 
because like all the blockchain enough about computer stuff to uh, even fathom that but yeah so we're gonna release from now on this episode and going forward nft files that's smart because we don't have to get sponsors yeah so if you're we'll just ride off that income yeah and so if you're hearing this uh you know you've probably played an exorbitant amount of money so i hope it was worth it you have some wealthy friends congratulations so i whatever the case i hope this episode was worth it you don't get it no refunds oh zero Today's film, today's topic of discussion for explaining is the 19, shoot, I forgot what year it was. Uh, I want to say, I want to say 95. Hold on. I have the Wikipedia right here. Yes, it is. It is 1995 film. Wonderful. Johnny Mnemonic. Of course, I don't know if you know this, but that title, it's uh, short. The full title is Jonathan Mnemonic Thin. Ah, yes, that makes sense. So what do you know about this film, Austin? Um... Okay, so I only know the little bit of info that you've given me, as usual, and that is that it's a cyberpunk genre uh, movie starring Keanu Reeves, and that's what you told me at first, and I was like, Peyton, I've seen The Matrix, and you were like, no, 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 it's not that. Peyton, the movie's named The Matrix, I don't know where this other title you're getting is. Did, Did you remake The Matrix and title it something different? Like, is this a It's Always Sunny, Lethal Weapon 5 kind of deal that you're doing here where you're playing all the characters? What happened? I went on the dark web, the deep dark web. The dark I, web. I, I found a, a pirated copy of The Matrix, but for like... Smart. They didn't want to just name it The Matrix because then it would get taken down by the copyright holders. Of so course. they just named it something different, Johnny Mnemonic. Which is actually an anagram for The Matrix. Yeah, if you rearrange those letters, it spells The Matrix. <laughs> You know that, where the you, know that, goes. you know that E in the matrix? The, the yeah. word matrix? Well, it's in the, the E is in the. Right, right. The, that J in the matrix. Right, or the X in it's Johnny a silent, It's a silent J in the matrix and a silent X in Johnny. Well, it's actually Johnny Mnemonics with an X. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's all I know. And of course, I've got um, yeah. I have about six questions. Go, you know. go ahead and fire, fire off those blanks. Okay, so um, boy, howdy, are they blanks? Who is he? You know, that's what I want to know. Who is Jonathan Mnemonicthon? Right. Good question. He is. He is. As we'll go into detail, he is a data courier. Well, now that is the most '90s idea of a future profession I've ever heard of. And he is also Keanu Reeves. Right, I knew that much. And also, Mnemonic isn't his last name. That's just like oh. the title. In the movie, okay. it's Smith, but like I don't, that, that could be a that could be Smith could just be an alias. There's a whole sure, part sure. up in the movie, as we'll get into, about him not knowing his past. So, uh, gotcha. Continue. Um, 
is this based on source material? Like, was there a book or a graphic novel that this was originally based on? Yes, good question. It is based on a short story. Oh, very cool. Of the same title. <clears throat> oh, God. I like a good short story representation. You know, O. Henry was a good friend of mine. Sure. <laughs> okay, you already answered when it came out. 95, you said? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Um, one of these questions I just put down, Keanu Reeves? Uh, he is in this movie, so I would answer that question with a hearty yes. Wonderful, okay. And he is um, he is very much uh, Keanu Reeves in it up in this movie. Yeah, like kind of John Wick in it he up. He is very 90s Keanu Reeves. Oh, uh, I love to hear that. Yeah, lots of, uh, as we'll get into when I explain this movie, not only from Keanu Reeves, but across the board, many, many memorable, ridiculous lines in this film. That makes me happy. Um, so did this come out before or after The Matrix? Before The Matrix, I did look this up. Uh, Matrix came out in 99. Oh, wow. Okay. And so the short story. Four years. Yes. And the short story this was based on was written in the early 80s. Wow. Okay. That's pretty... You know, I don't know much about the history of cyberpunk as a genre, but I have to imagine the 80s is like pretty early on in the inception of well, it. Well, we'll get into that. Wonderful. Um, and what's it a mnemonic for? Like, what's he trying to remember? A good, good point. I was going to ask if you knew, if you knew what the word mnemonic meant. See, well, when I wrote it down, I put a P at the beginning of it, and then I realized I was confusing mnemonic with pneumonia. Yeah. Well, what I was confused or with at first, what I was confused with first was, uh, uh, I'm not sure the difference in how it's spelled, but mnemonic, as in like a pneumo- what is the a pneumatic rather than mnemonic? You know, like a pneumatic tube, like where oh, they pneumatic sh- piston. Yeah, like where they shoot the little, you know, like at the it's bank. Air pressure. Yeah. Yeah, at the bank where they have a pneumatic tube, but this is yep. mnemonic, and you are right. Mnemonic means uh, it's a pattern usually of letters or numbers. Uh, to help you remember something, uh, right. for instance, let me. I'm trying to think of one. Oh, the one I the one I use most often in my head is to remember the four directions. Uh, it is for north, south, uh, or no? I <laughs> see. I already forgot. It's yeah. um, north, east, uh, south, and west. I, I remember it as never eat soggy weedies. Oh, I have heard that one. There's also. I mean, could you consider something like? Um... In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Would that be a mnemonic? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's a mnemonic device. You know, it's kind of a thing to. I think it's any that. sort of yeah. I think it's any sort of little turn of phrase or numbers that helps you remember uh, a fact or some knowledge. So yes, he is remembering something. Uh, we in this case. Well, it, you did say he's a data courier, so I yes, guess that makes sense. He is he is currying the data. He is mm. remembering the data mnemonically in his head oh. via technology. Uh, if you will. His brain is remembering it, even if he can't. As we'll go into, it's inserted into his brain, uh, you know, through the power of cyberpunk technology. Also, my my air conditioning or my heating just decided to kick on, so if you hear a low rumble in the background, I'm terribly sorry, everyone. All right, well, send your apologies to Austin. He lives at, what's your address? I'm not telling. Okay. It's 1400 Pennsylvania Avenue. I'll put it in the show Washington, notes. Washington, D.C. Put it in the description for the episode. Wonderful. Send your complaints. Actually, direct all complaints to Mitch McConnell's office. Or that. Either way. Um, any more questions? No, that's all I got. All right. Um, 
We actually one more. Oh. I just thought of off the cuff. All right, go ahead. Uh, does Keanu is it long hair or short hair Keanu in this? Uh, this is a short hair Keanu. He's rocking. He's rocking a. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's not a buzz cut, but it's um, it's like a like it's a high a, and tight, like a crew cut. It's it's somewhat of a crew cut. It's more of like a business casual crew cut. Like a side part kind of thing. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I would say it's like a side part. It's like a businessman's haircut. Let's look him up. All right. I'm going to look up a picture of this boy. He's on the poster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that. He looks very He's in a suit. He wears a suit the whole movie. That makes sense. So, if you like, I've never seen Keanu outside of a suit. If you like honest. Keanu Reeves in a suit, yeah, he does wear a lot of suits. A lot so of I've suits. I've never seen Bill and Ted. Lots of suits and lots of leather. Lots of leather. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Um, I'm pretty satisfied with the answers to those questions, and I'll be honest, I'm pretty jazzed to get into the to the plot i am as well because oh boy this movie is something to behold in in many ways uh, well, why don't why don't why don't we get everyone to put on their seat belts and lock the doors because we're about to go for a bumby ride it sounds like yeah let me give you some quick facts about the film uh right quick now facts. uh so yeah we've talked about mnemonic uh it is directed by a man named robert longo I'm a big fan That's of that. A great name. Big fan of that last name, Longo. It's a fun see. last name. Uh, funnily enough, he is primarily a visual artist and a painter. And besides Ooh. a collection of like short vignettes, almost like a short film that he made in the '80s, according to online, this is the only film he's directed. Oh wow! Okay. So it's kind of a one and done. You know, you, you get something right, and sometimes you just call it quits. Or you get something wrong. Oh, I have no idea. I was just guessing. You know, it seems like it'd be a fun well, movie. Well, in many ways, there's many right with this film, but I could also see people thinking there's many wrong with this film. Oh, yeah. I hate when there's many wrong. It's, uh, it's, it is a strange beast, but I think the world's better for it, as we'll get into. Oh, um, wow. The world is better for it. That's a pretty bold claim from Peyton. Uh, the film was written by the... The film was written by William Gibson, who wrote the original short story... So he oh, I thought also William Gibson was Mel Gibson's full name. No, no, no. Uh, William Gibson also, you may know, he is considered, by and large, the, the father of the cyberpunk genre. Of course, his most famous book, one of his earliest, I believe maybe his first novel, um, if not his first, one of his first, was the book Neuromancer. Uh, and That's is a considered name. a, it's kind of considered the seminal work of the cyberpunk genre. He's kind of credited in many ways with with uh, really founding and inventing the cyberpunk genre uh, in about the mid-80s that really then took hold. That makes me like this man immediately. So yeah, so he's directly involved. He, he adapted his short story to this film script. Um, so, you know, say what you want about the film, but it is That's directly awesome. involved. The, the creator of cyberpunk was directly involved, so it's hard to say something in this film doesn't meet the criteria of cyberpunk when it's by the man who invented the genre. See, I love that kind of shit. Like, like uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, how it was, like, being uh, written Arthur alongside C. Clark, the book. Yeah, yeah. Like, didn't it technically come out slightly before the book? Yeah, they came out mainly in conjunction, both by, of course, um, written by Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke. Legend. Um, and last, let me just tell you some of the cast we have here. It's Can't wait. what I would call quite a stacked cast. Are you ready for some of these names, Austin? Oh, am I? Of course, as we've mentioned, we have Keanu Reeves. No way. We have next uh, Ice T, <laughs> no. the one and only Ice okay. T. 
uh, and we'll get into him. And all of these characters are just absolutely wonderfully bizarre and ridiculous. And the fact that they're played by who they're played by only makes it even better. Uh, so Ice-T. Oh, yeah. We also have Dolph Lundgren. Uh, okay. The old Russian. I, I mean, I am assuming he's Russian because of Rocky Four. He could be some other Eastern European country. But Dolph Lundgren himself. Uh, this was actually Dolph Lundgren's last uh motion picture role until the expendables in 2010 so a large 15 year gap pretty much after this film i don't know if that had anything to do with this film but that's how it was um he's swedish he's swedish okay i knew european and of course most famous for you know potentially most people knowing him from uh rocky four uh where he plays of course ivan drago but uh yes so dolph lundgren then we have a name you might not know off the top of your head, but uh, I'll explain. Takeshi Kitano, which... No, I don't know him unless it's the same Takeshi 6ix9ine. No, that has a different. Career. Different man. Uh, Takeshi, good, Kitano, like Takeshi Kitano, uh, he's quite well known, especially in Japan, um, but all over the world. He's a, he's a very um, kind of well-regarded, esoteric, kind of quirky, offbeat director. Um, he's made uh, plenty of films that have garnered praise uh, and acclaim for their kind of strange off for his strange offbeat style that he has. Um, but also super well known because of the television show that started in Japan called Takeshi's Castle, which uh, is a major. Uh, it, it was a major production in Japan. Of course, these contestants trying to survive all of these wacky Japan TV show, reality show challenges to, you know, get through this castle obstacle course. It was exported to the United States and actually was quite popular here as well. Um, Also, Takeshi Kitano famously made a video game called uh, Takeshi's Challenge that is kind of a, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a almost tongue in cheek, intentionally uh you know ridiculous like, yeah, video like insanely game. hard and like yes. the things you have to do have nothing to do with each other yes and there's like no realistic way you'd like figure it out on your own yeah 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 so uh yeah did donkey do a video on that or something yeah many years ago yeah yeah uh so yeah takeshi katano overall uh, a very strange kind of unique artist but he does pop up in in plenty of films as an actor uh maybe most famously he had a role um in battle royale of course oh wow okay uh, the famous japanese film uh he was in that uh but then he's in his fair share of american movies like this one also finally rounding out our cast of famous names we have the of course, uh, punk singer turned actor, everyone's favorite. Uh, we have uh, Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins of Black Flag. Henry Rollins of Black Flag. So, <laughs> like I said, this is. You a st- have no idea how happy that makes this me. This is a stacked cast. Am I? Am I not right? That is incredible. I, you know me. I'm a punk boy. I love Black Flag. That's awesome. So yeah. So quite the stacked cast. Oh my god! I love the idea of Henry Rollins and Ice T interacting. Uh, I don't know if they interact ever. Actually, it's implied... I'm just saying, like on the set, like that's great. Oh yeah, no, uh, of course. What was that like? You know? Yeah, I'm sure. Quite because the they were both huge and around the same era. Yeah, that's true.
that all that's out of the way, got the quick facts out of the way, I have the most notes I've ever taken so far, oh. third episode. I have a solid, last time when I said for Halloween 3, I had six pages, that was including the quick facts. This time, I have six full pages of notes just about the film. Oh, Not because it's God. really that long, it's your average, um, I think it comes what, in around... Minutes? Yeah, it comes in around, you know, an hour 40, maybe. But there's just so much crazy, ridiculous uh, uh, cyberpunk sci-fi shit in this movie that I just had to write it all down as much as I could. No, I, I just can't wait for, um, like, the jargon that, like, 80s and 90s future movies oh, use there, there is. for technology. Austin, don't worry, because you're going to get filled up with jargon. Like, you know all the, like, old Star Wars canon that's never, like, explicitly said? Like, like uh, they healed him using Rep Mud Vita Paste. And they shined like, they shined his helmet with <laughs> Wudu Hide. Exactly. So, I, I'm, I love that kind of shit, so I'm excited for that. Well, don't worry, Austin, because we've got plenty of jargon, plenty of wacky things. Oh. Oh, so, the wacky. how about we get into it? Let's get right into it. The film immediate. Okay, let's get into it, Austin. The film, Johnny Mnemonic. We open. Yeah. We open immediately, like right after the TriStar Pictures logo. Immediately Perfect. opening into an opening crawl of text that I have written verbatim uh, down here, and it is quite long, but I felt that it was necessary. Uh, so let me read you this opening crawl. War, war never changes. All right, opening crawl. Okay. Second decade of the 21st century. Sound familiar? Yeah. Second decade of the 21st century. Corporations rule. Oh my God. The world is threatened by a new plague. NAS. Nerve attenuation syndrome. Hold on. Fatal. Epidemic. Its cause slash cure unknown. Oh my God. The corporations are opposed by the low-tech. That's L O T E K S. The That's low exactly how I pictured it spelled. The low techs, a resistance risen from the streets. Hackers, data pirates, guerrilla fighters in the nice. in guerrilla fighters in the info wars. Get out. No, it's that's verbatim. The info wars. You're telling me that Alex Jones is a character in this movie? I wish. I mean. <laughs> It would be even better. He would fit right in, honestly. Oh, God. Um, yes, so the InfoWars. So, yeah, we already have second decade of the 21st century. Corporations rule, a plague, the InfoWars, uh, and yet it continues. The corporations defend themselves. They hire the Yakuza, the most powerful of all crime syndicates. They sheath their data in black ice, lethal viruses waiting to burn the brains of intruders. But the low-techs wait in their strongholds in the old city cores, like rats in the walls of the world. And then there's a bit of a break in the text. The most valuable info must sometimes be entrusted to mnemonic couriers, elite agents who who smuggle data in wet-wired brain implants. Okay, so wet-wired like like a biotech. Wet-wired like that? Like a like, like water, they shoot it into their head with water. 
I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, that's really lame. <laughs> Wet Wired, yeah. Uh, yeah, they just, they put like the... slang from they, Living Tech. They, they put the info in the water, and then they shoot the water into head. Oh, perfect. Easy. You know, Occam's Razor, that shit. Most obvious explanation. Yeah. So that is the opening crawl. It is written out by hand. It is a solid, like, you know, how many lines? It is a solid, like, 10 to 12 lines of... of 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 text, you know, that. it is quite long. It's given oh, you the it's given you the real skinny on the deets, yeah, to yeah. to adapt some some slang. So that is any any questions about that opening crawl? No, it actually has already answered all of them. All right then. Well, now that you know about these info wars, Austin, uh, let's let's get into it. let's get into the 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 liberal communist agenda here. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So we open, and we have the title card that says, Internet 2021. Get out. Sound, I love when movies take place now. Sound familiar? A little bit. So we, we open inside the internet, and it is oh, very, oh. It is very uh, uh, 1980s Tron looking, you know, oh, very, yes. very, si- po- very like, neon, basic, you know, geometric cgi cityscape with you know data flying around and you know it looks like coruscant with all the flying cars but yeah 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 but it's the internet and it you know it's it's like rough polygons yeah yeah uh so yeah we we, coruscant but worse we zoom through this internet scape cityscape uh cgi land and, and we kind of tunnel into a little, like, you know, almost like it's going out of a wire, getting faster and faster and brighter and brighter until we wake up and it's the wake up call on the monitor for Keanu Reeves, who is in bed at a hotel. Uh, a woman next to him gets out of bed. Uh, you know, you can, it, it's kind of implied she's some sort of sex worker who maybe stayed with him. Uh, you know, nice. he's talking to her. Uh, they talk a bit. At one point, she asks him, so where is home for you? To which Keanu doesn't know. He, he seems like he doesn't even remember anymore. It seems all lost to him. Sounds like Baby Driver. Uh, so then this, uh, uh, this woman, this sex worker, leaves. She says, you know, I'm going to go get some ice. Keanu turns and is like, well, we have ice still in the champagne bucket, but she's already gone. Uh, he kind of shugs it off. So uh, She was just leaving, huh? Yeah. So he gets on his little, you know, video phone that's mounted into the wall of this hotel. Of course, uh, little little screen video phone. It's a Facebook portal. He uh, calls someone named Ralphie, uh, and we get the first great line. Keanu. Okay, so let me say something. There, I've written down. There are, you know, a a plethora of lines in this movie that are delivered in such a way where, like. I think if they were delivered better or by better actors, maybe they would sound good, but either through performance or through the sheer like ridiculousness of the lines. Cause some of the lines are like, so like on the nose and ridiculous that I don't know if it was intentional or not. And we'll get to those. But uh, in regards to Keanu Reeves, he has a lot of his, 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 his performance is very early to mid 90s Keanu Reeves. So when he's waiting for this phone to be picked up, the video phone, he he shouts at the screen, "Pick it up, Ralphie!" Like very <laughs> very very like, you know, Keanu-esque. Um, right, right. So, uh Ralphie picks up. 
uh, played by, uh, for film fans, Udo Kier, who's a German guy who's been in plenty of uh, movies, both foreign and American, since the uh, 70s. Uh, you know, he is Ralphie. He is Johnny's agent, if you will. That makes uh, sense. And Johnny immediately, like, starts talking about how he wants this chip out of his head. Uh, the technology, he wants it out of his head. He's worried about this plague, this NAS plague, that seems to be caused possibly by uh, having technological upgrades to your body. Oh. But... Ralphie, you know, ex Ralphie reminds Johnny that he doesn't have enough money yet to have the surgery. He needs more money. And so he proposes to Johnny one last job, one last big job, to which Johnny reluctantly agrees. And Ralphie tells him the job is in central Beijing. So from there, we see Johnny, you know, it cuts. Johnny has traveled. It's like the next night. He is in central Beijing. His taxi cab literally, like, drops him off, like, direct... It, it seems like the cab, like, somehow has driven directly into the exact middle of a protest. Uh, now Johnny is getting out. Like, the car pulls up, and it's literally, like, cops on one side, a bunch of protesters with signs that say, like, you know, like, NAS, you know, like, stop NAS, and all that kind of stuff. And he, like, gets out and, uh... uh, uh What's her Jenner? Kylie Jenner hands him a Pepsi. No, I wish it was. It was a. Uh, um, was it Kylie? No, it wasn't oh, Kylie. Was it was one of the other ones. It was Caitlyn. Yeah, I believe Caitlyn. No, Jenner. no, no. No. It was um. Which one? No, fucking no. Kardashian. I don't know. It wasn't Kylie. It was the next oldest one, but right, not right. the oldest one. It was like Courtney or Chloe. Oh, God. I don't know. It's one matter. of them. We're, yeah. This is your fault. You got me off topic. Well, so, yeah, he he gets out of his cab in the middle of this protest that, uh, you know, it's just kind of funny that, like, that's where he gets dropped off, where it's, like, the most inconvenient place. He kind of pushes through this crowd to get to this big, fancy-looking hotel Beijing. Kendall. Kendall. That's it. That's it. Good good on you. Mm -hmm. um, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, information about what happened to the uh, the current, you know, CCP uh, Chinese government, no, no info about about why why China's now like uh, a full on capitalist society, but like full on. We'll like, just brush past that. Yeah, we'll we'll brush past that. That's um, fine. We can brush past it. Johnny walks into this hotel of like you know Hotel Beijing. Uh, nice. He wait. He he goes up to a fish tank that makes Keanu Reeves' head look all goofy because uh, oh, nice. of the the glass where he he awkwardly waves at some children <laughs> for no real reason like it doesn't come back he just like awkwardly waves at these two like twin children um <laughs> showing he's personable uh while he's walking to the elevator uh, a big like thing of tv monitors on the wall the newscast is suddenly interrupted and we have a brief shot of ice tea yelling back yelling through the monitor snatch your brain back zombie i love that so first appearance from ice it was like he was here yeah uh so yeah johnny um hops in the elevator going up to this room where his clients are supposedly while he's in there he pops out a little device that he jacks in his head literally has like on the back like behind his ear almost the back of his head there's like a little like port to like connect into with like a little jack with a needle so he jacks into his head and he uses this thing that's like a data it's like a brain space doubler so it's like you know it's like current brain space you know 
80-something gigabytes, and then it loads up, and it's like, now current brain space, 130-something gigabytes. Uh, so it's like a external hard drive for your brain. I guess so. Okay. Oh, it was like 160-something. So he has about 160-some-odd gigabytes of brain storage space. Uh, he really needs to upgrade that. That's not that much. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's a problem for him. Uh, he arrives into this he he knocks and walks into this um uh you know hotel room apartment room for with his clients they all pull guns on him because he walks in with his briefcase like pulled up like on his hand because he just has to make a joke where he goes like somebody order uh you know large with extra anchovies because you know he's he's a joker he's a goofy guy he, he risks getting shot by multiple people so he could walk in the room making a joke where his briefcase is a pizza box that he's Johnny delivering. Goofy. Uh, so yeah, he talks with these clients. They seem, all his clients seem kind of on edge and distressed. They're all these, you know, kind of business looking Asian guys. They, they tell Johnny, they need him to carry uh, about like some uh, 300 plus gigabytes of data uh, to, to, to the jewel of the U S the beautiful city of Newark, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Wonderful, beautiful Newark, New Jersey. Scenic, historic Newark, New Jersey. Scenic, beautiful, postcard-esque Newark, New Jersey. Now, is this movie sponsored by the Newark, New Jersey Tourism Board? No, and it wasn't even shot there. It was shot in, I believe, Toronto and in uh, Montreal. Watch it. It's like it's shot in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Like, yeah. they just didn't want to go over. Uh, but, yeah, so his clients say they need him to carry, like, you know, it was more than 300 gigabytes of data, yeah, which obviously that. that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. But Johnny lies and is like, don't worry about it. No problem. I can do that. Because uh, he needs the money. However, we then hear, you know, these clients raise, uh, you know, suspicion and concern because they're like, are you sure you can do this? It's extremely dangerous for you. You can have literal like synaptic seepage and your brain can like die from it oh, if you overload it. Uh, but it's also risky for the data if that happens because it can get corrupted if it uh. exceeds the storage capacity. Capacity. But Johnny assures them it's not a problem, uh, so he opens his little download case, uh, and we, as simultaneously we see a bunch of scary gangster yakuza all in black trench coats and whatnot walk into the lobby. We see one press the uh, elevator call button. Uh, and we see he has a long, creepy fingernail. Uh, mm. So while that's happening, we cut back. Johnny's in the uh, room. He's set up his little little transfer station. He's put on like a VR goggle headset almost. Nice. Um, and he jacks in to his head, of course. What is they, this, Mega Man? They load up. They load up the data, and um, uh, Johnny's like, okay. When when that timer, you know, he has a little timer set up, I guess that's going to show, like, you know, the amount of data, the time left until the data is downloaded. He says, like, when that timer hits a certain time, click this button at the TV. It'll create four, like, or three random screenshots from the TV, and those pictures will be the access code for the stuff in my brain. So basically, okay. like, they're using, um, you know, the four, these three little pictures as kind of like a, a code. Uh, Johnny, Keanu, Johnny, in a very dramatic way, goes, hit me! And then, of course, they, they, they 
they start the data download process and you know he puts in he even has a mouth guard he puts in a mouth guard before going hit me and then they start the data process and it's very totally rad it's like you know zooming through cyberspace all downloading into his head you know intense like rave music like you know you know i'm talking about darude sandstorm yeah yeah uh, you know, it's like it's like it's like the internet's doing a BMX bike trick, or or it's or like the internet just drank a bunch of Red Bull and jumped out of a helicopter. It's like a five gum ad. Oh, is that what you, is that what it's like to chew five gum? That's what it's like to chew five gum. Not wow. not spawn. Not sponsor. I can't afford five gum. No, me neither. Uh, so. Uh, you know they're doing. Johnny's uploading the data when it hits the right time. One of the one of the clients does the thing, making four little screenshots of the or three. I keep saying four, three screenshots of the TV to be used as code. It ends. Johnny, you know, takes off the goggles, jacks out. You know what I'm talking about? And his brain's leaking. Uh, not yet, but he uh, he he's got the data. He tells the clients to destroy the original. Uh, or th- he doesn't tell them. The clients are like, we can't have this anymore. Now that it's in his head, we have to destroy the original. So they like set it on fire th- on the stove. They also start to fax the codes, the pictures to Newark. Uh, of course, that uh, cyber cyber technology of the fax that totally still so is So they have all useful. this crazy future technology and they're still using a fax machine. Huh? Yes, a very slow fax machine, like normal Perfect. speed fax machine. Uh, so while, while all that's happening, Johnny kind of like stumbles to the bathroom uh, where he starts to like, you know, crazy flashes of like data in his head. He's kind of freaking out from it, obviously, because he's overloaded himself. Uh, his nose is bleeding a little bit. But in true, you know, Keanu Reeves fashion, he does some like Tai Chi, like, you know, slow movements and heavy, like breathing, like like slow, like crane stance like, type shit. water in his face from the sink? He, he does these, like, Tai Chi movements to kind of, like, ground himself because he's, like, yeah, a badass, yeah. like, cyberpunk. Everything in this movie is, like, you know, like, of course, the classic, like, trope of, like, uh, cyberpunk being, like, you know, Eastern influence. So, of course, you know, you got to get some, like, Tai Chi Zen in there for Johnny. Uh, he does that, you know, splash his face, water on his face. Um, uh, all this while Johnny had set a motion sensor on the door. It goes off. The bad guys kick... The bad guys, like, slice the door open as we see one of them has, like, a laser whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, we have, like, the slow-mo kind of gun down scene where, like, you know, the bad guys have just broken in the door. They're gunning down all the clients in the room. Johnny's in the bathroom, hi- you know, hiding so he doesn't get shot. Um, a guy bursts, a guy starts to go into the bathroom. Johnny hits him with the door. The guy tumbles in. Uh, Johnny beats him up. And he falls down. The guy that nice. he just beat up is bald. So, of course, Johnny says, uh, next time, knock, baldy. Huh. Good that's comeback. Some, like, that's some, like, Sam Raimi Spider-Man level quip. You'll see as this movie goes on, the quips are going to get more and more, like, not... The clips, the clip, the quips get to a point where they're so, like, not clever that it almost comes back around to being, like, funny. Oh, God, like, so bad it's good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get that great quip. Johnny bursts out of the bathroom. He has a towel rod that he's broken off the wall that he's using to, like, beat the guys up and fight them. Nice. We see this laser whip dude. It's the guy with the long, creepy thumbnail, but, like, literally he can grab the thumbnail, pull it, and it's like he has, like, a laser whip that's, like, 
it's like a fake thumbnail, I guess. Like it's like oh. as if his thumb was chopped off. So, uh, and he can pull out this laser whip and hold. He holds the fingernail in one hand, and then the other hand has the end of the laser whip, and he's like whipping it around and choking, slicing people's heads off with it. So he, so that thumbnail is not just good for doing coke, but like no, it's also a laser whip. That's true. That's pretty cool. Uh, so you know Johnny starts fighting these guys off he tries to uh grab the pictures from the uh, fax machine to save for himself since everything's gone to shit but laser whip like slices the pictures uh in half um so uh then johnny runs out of the room runs down the hall laser whip stays behind as one of the clients is still alive the client tries to grab the uh pictures and laser whip slices the guy's fingers off it's very nice, very good bit of bit of finger slice action, uh, and then kills the guy, of course. Yeah, of course. You so just leave a man with no fingers. So now Johnny has one uh, one of the pictures, and then there is kind of uh, another one that's in the uh, hands of Laser Whip, and then kind of the third has been lost by like you know getting sliced in half and catch on fire. Um, so. Johnny, uh, Johnny literally is in the elevator and he puts on the most ridiculous, goofy disguise. It's literally like, I guess he had all this in his pocket because it didn't show him like grabbing it. So he, it's like, it's like a bathrobe, a like stereotypical like newsies hat, like a oh, nice. like. It, but the Newsies hat has, like, long hair, like, stitched into it so okay, that it, like, okay. hangs down. And then he also has, like, funnily small, like, glasses he puts on. Oh, my God. Um, and, of course, this apparently is good enough to, to disguise him from the bad guys. I mean, shit, if Captain America can disguise himself with a baseball hat and sunglasses. That's true. You know, then Johnny Silverhand can... Wait, no. No, jo- <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> it's wild that... Keanu Reeves has played two different Johnnies in two different cyberpunk things. Yeah, that's well. I think I think that might be part of the reason why he was picked for that, uh, that the game. Um, yeah, okay, I never played it. So, so Johnny, you know, escapes. We see he now arrives in quote the free city of Newark, uh, which you know is that what it's called? I yes, in the movie. Oh. Uh, so you know, I've always considered Newark to be one of the freest cities. I've so. always said, you know, I've always felt that. And it shows a little short montage of Newark where it's just, like, nothing but, like, trash cans on fire and, and, and steam coming out of vents. <laughs> and there's, like, this weird monologue with, like, an announcer voice being like, come to the city, the beautiful city of Newark, New Jersey, for your next vacation. It's I, like, what is this? All I'm saying is I can see why they shot this in Canada and that why, if, if they asked Newark, I can see why Newark might have turned them down. It's yeah, not, it, it doesn't show Newark in the best light, even if it is the future. Uh... <laughs> Johnny goes through, like, gets off the plane, goes through, like, an immigration uh, scan where it scans him and it describes the uh, the thing in his brain as, like, a dyslexia implant. So, obviously, he's, like, disguised his, like, data storing part in his brain as, like, a dyslexia, like, you know, implant. Yeah. Dyslexia. That's cool. Yeah. And also, but also this immigrant, this uh, immigration scan thing tells him that he's having synaptic seepage and he has like, you know, 24 hours until it becomes like fatal. Uh, we cut and, and, uh, at a building labeled Pharmacom, uh, we see, that's pretty right out in the open, isn't it? Yeah. We see laser whip come in and he goes up to the boss. Who's like, you know, his, his, 
his uh, his contact, his his the guy he's working for at sure. Pharmacom, um, and you know he tells him about you know how they 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 fucked up. He gives he gives the boss the like half picture that he has that uh, from the from the thing, and basically the boss is like you know the boss is uh, is uh, Take- is Takeshi Kitano by the way. Nice. Um, nice. So they're both like Japanese. Um, so uh, he tells the boss tells Laser Whip like you got to get Johnny you got to bring me Johnny's severed head. Uh, so now we have the stakes. Um, Damn. So Johnny, let's see. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. If I had to pick between getting my head cut off or dying of synaptic seepage, I'd probably take decapitation. That's true. Good point. Johnny's in the ca- Johnny's in a cab. He's like, Johnny boy, my ass. What's the fucking score here, Ralphie? Uh, because Johnny, you know, he wants to know what's in his head. He wants to know, you know, how he's going to get it out, how he's going to get paid, all of that. Uh, you know, Ralphie's like, look, Johnny, you just got to get this stuff out of your head as quick as possible. You know, you got to get it extracted. Go to this address. The cab driver will take you there. Nice. Johnny, you know, Johnny leaves to go on there. He hangs up. We cut to Ralphie, who has been making this call. Ralphie is inside this kind of like I describe it as a techno punk opera club because it's like you know Ooh. rave lights and techno stuff. But then there's like a lady on stage like singing opera. Uh, it's Dude, very is, very is, cyberpunk. Is Ralphie played by Henry Rollins. No, Ralphie. Ralphie is is Udo Kier. He's like German. Uh, okay. So. Um, you know, we see Ralphie making this call. We see a girl. She's talking to Henry Rollins. She's like, hey, Spider, come on. You got to get me in with, you got to get me in with Ralphie. Everyone knows, you know, he pays the best. And he's like, ah, sorry, I'm not, but you can try that. Uh, this girl goes up. Apparently, like, all these hot, like, attractive women in this club work as bodyguards. Uh, in Ooh. fact, Ralphie has two, like, women bodyguards behind him. <coughs> Ooh. One, you know, like a, a blonde lady, and then uh, he has like a lady behind him who very much like it seems like a like a, a a trans black lady, and they're both like his like badass bodyguards. Hell yeah! And then we have this younger girl who's like goes up to Ralphie and she's like, "Can you please hire me?" You know, the bodyguard tries to pin her down, and she like flips and pins his bodyguard down, and is like, "See, I'm good. I told you." Ralphie's like, "Okay, hold your hand out," and she's like, "What? Just hold your hand out." So she does. And, you know, she looks kind of nervous, and then her hand starts to shake. Ralphie turns her hand over. She has all these, like, you know, signs of, like, electronic, like, implants and everything making her shake. And and Ralphie's like, oh, you're, you know, I can see Spider upgraded you too much. You know, she has the NAS. She has the, her nerves are all fried and, and messed up from all the, from all the uh. technology she's put inside her. She's tweaking out, basically. Yeah, yeah, she's geeking, bro. Yeah. So, uh... So cut back to Johnny. He arrives at this kind of abandoned building. Up in the up in the 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 rafters across the street, we see a young kid who who goes up and is like, "Yo, J Bone, who's that guy?" And that, he pulls out J Bone pulls down his binoculars and is like, "A suit." And I don't we don't get much them we don't get many of them around here. And of course, you can guess by that voice I just did that J Bone is played by none other than Ice T, who has who is in you know your typical like cyberpunk like trench coat, big pants. He's got dreadlocks. The anarchy symbol is tattooed in between his eyes. I like him. I like him already. It's like basically cyberpunk Ice T. Dude, um, I want to be that guy. 
Johnny walks into this building. He meets like this other guy who's like a cowboy. He's like, come on in, Johnny. We'll get you right started up. But Johnny walks in and it's a double cross. Inside the room is the bald guy, the bald bad guy that he beat no. up in the bathroom and said to knock next time. And the bald guy's like, has a, has a hacks on. He's like, all right, Johnny, let's begin the operation. Ha <laughs> I'm going to cut off your head. Man, I was really hoping that the baldy was going to look at him and be like, maybe you should have knocked Johnny. That would have been good, but see, this movie doesn't go the how you expect it in any of its quips or lines. Uh, also, as... I am picturing the cowboy character to be played by Sam Elliott, even though I know that's wrong. No, it's like a big, like, burly black guy. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's awesome, too. Like, I'm so cool with that. Uh, So, yeah, Johnny's been double-crossed. Uh, you know, Johnny fights off these bad guys. He beats up the cowboy guy, you know, kicks the, kicks the baldy. He runs outside. Johnny's hiding. Uh, of course, then Johnny does the old throw rocks in one direction, then run the other direction thing to get baldy off his trail. Uh, which he does, but then Baldy, following the noise of the rocks, he looks up, sees the kid with uh, with J-Bone, with Ice-T. He shoots this kid. The kid falls down dead. Of course, Ooh. of course, J-Bone comes down to, like, you know, see if his friend is still alive. So then Baldy has, has J-Bone, you know, at gunpoint, and he's like, where's Johnny? And, you know, J-Bone, who's Ice-T, but I'll just refer to him as J-Bone from this point. Yeah, that's fine. Is like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Johnny appears from behind. He saves Ice-T. He shoots, he shoots Baldy. Um, but then Cowboy Black Guy sneaks up on both of them. But J-Bone returns the favor and, and, and shoots an arrow, like a little, like, th- no, not an arrow. He throws a throwing star, impaling Cowboy Guy Ooh. in the chest. Oh, nice. So now, yeah, now, J-Bone. now J-Bone's like, you know, we're even. Get out of here. Johnny's like, who are you, though? What what just happened? And and then Ice T J Bone says one of the greatest lines in this movie. He says, "I'm J Bone. I run heaven. I'm J Bone. I run heaven." Ooh. And he lets that sit in the air for a second, almost like they want the audience to be like, "Holy shit! Is Ice T God in this universe? Does he run heaven?" But then of and course, then heaven's like the name of a club. Well, yeah. Then of course, uh, Ice T J Bone motions to a bridge. That you know, that like a broken down like bridge between like New York and and uh, Newark. Uh, yeah. That's like a broken down bridge, and he's like, "That's heaven. It's the low tech headquarters." So oh. so so J Bone is kind of like the leader of this resistance movement that are based off of this bridge um, that's nearby. He's like how George Soros is to Antifa. Yeah, he he sends out the paychecks. <laughs> Speaking of which, I need to go cash mine soon. Yeah, I need to cash my Antifa paycheck. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Johnny looks at this bridge, supposedly where heaven is. He turns back around. Ice-T's gone. Gone gone in a flash. Gone without even seeing very much a Batman yeah, move. Without a trace, baby. Bat, yeah, very much Ninja smoke. Know, the, Batman, the Batman tactic. Uh, yeah, making yeah. me think that, uh, you know, I'd never thought of it before now, but I really want to see Batman movie where Ice-T plays uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, I'm so cool with that. My parents died when I was a child. They got shot in an alley outside the movie theater. I like bats, so now I kick people's ass as a bat. Like, him doing, like, he's not even doing a deep Batman voice. No, he's just doing that voice the whole time. Joker, I knew your devilish ass would be in here. Now I will kick it. (laughs) I want this to be real. Uh, So, yeah. So Johnny, of course, he's pissed off because he got set up. He goes to Ralphie and he's roughing him up and he's like, Ralphie, you know, what the heck's going on? You know, but then the next thing you know, Ralphie's 
uh, big strong trans lady bodyguard comes in and she like throws Johnny's head into like the side of like the metal stall, uh, oh, which of no. course Ralphie's upset by because he's like, why did it have to be the head? I told you not to. He's like, I told you not to do it on his head. Nice. Uh, that's my attempt at a German accent. That's pretty good. Back with a uh, girl bodyguard whose name is Jane. Um, the, you know, the one who wanted to get hired, but she's tweaking. Uh, Jane, that's her yeah, name. Yeah. Jane. And let me take a second to point out here. Uh, normally, at least what I've been told, having been, now being a graduate of a, of a dramatic writing program, we're told when we write scripts, it's best to uh, name characters not to have the same first letter of a name because it makes it easier when reading to keep track. Cause if you have a lot of people named, you know, with a B at the front of their name, it can get confusing. And I just want to point out that three of the main characters in this movie are Johnny J bone and Jane, all J's all sounding very similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite confusing. Writing yeah. this down. Uh, I normally just abbreviate with like the first letter of their name. Couldn't this, this movie, I could not do that. I did it for Johnny, but I had to write out Jane and J bone for the, sake of clarity well damn so uh jane our girl bodyguard sees sees uh you know ralphie and his bodyguards carrying johnny's body into a back room so she kind of follows yeah yeah um and then uh route so uh, then we cut and we have Ralphie. Johnny's strapped down on a table in this kind of back seedy back room. Uh, Jane, the bodyguard, is crawling through the vents trying to see where they're taking this random guy she just saw. Johnny's like, what did they download into my head, Ralphie? The goddamn Library of Congress? Another great line. <laughs> so uh, so then, then in this back room where... Ralphie has Johnny strapped down. We see that Ralphie has is giving over Johnny to none other. Well, make some noise, why don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I just dropped a thing off the desk. So we see that Ralphie has given over Johnny to none other than Laser Whip himself. <gasps> and Laser Whip opens this thing, and it's like a head, you know, it's like a cryogenic thing for John to put Johnny's head in after he slices it off. Oh. But, uh, you know. And, but uh, before he does, you know, Johnny's like, why do you want my whole head? You know, you could just extract it and then we could all be happy. I wouldn't have it in my head anymore. You can have the data. But Laser Whip is like, you know, less, there's a less, there's info decay possibly if I try to hack in without the pictures and get it out of your head. Uh, and also, if I just take your whole head, no one can scan your head later on and pick up residuals of the data. So it's easier just to take your whole head, Johnny. But before oh, that makes sense, very bef- reasonable. Yeah, but before laser head, uh, laser head, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting confused. Taser face. Before laser whip can attack and saw Johnny's head off on this operating table, girl bodyguard Jane attacks. She jumps down from the vents. Nice. Uh, she has That's a real John McClane move, huh? Yeah, she has a weapon I could only describe as like a dipstick with a little knife on the end. So it's like a wobbly knife stick. What, like a rapier? yeah but like the whole thing isn't a sword oh it's only sharp on the end it's only like a little sharp like point on the end like a little mini knife on the end of a dipstick it's very odd uh and it's like wobbling around does it make cool noises like well it's like wobble wobble it's like so it's like normal metal noises normal wobbly metal noise Uh, so jane hops down she has this uh little dipstick thing at laser whip's throat um they're like you know what are you doing jane 
you know, you don't have any reason to do this. But then Johnny's like, I'll pay you 20000 Jane's like, 50000 And Johnny's like, deal. Uh, so Jane slices the restraints off Johnny, starts fighting the bodyguard. Johnny jumps up and starts fighting Laser Whip. Uh, nice. They, 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 they scuffle and they fight. And uh, thankfully, Johnny and Jane are able to, uh, to run out. Laser, laser whip's really angry, so he uses his laser whip to make Ralphie into cold cuts. He just slices nice. slices his ha- his body diagonally in half. And we get a cool shot where his like his body like slides apart, um, oh, like a katana scene in a Japanese movie. Yeah, except it's from oh, a laser nice. whip, so it's right, like right, right. cool. Uh, smoking. Yeah. So let's see. Um, so the the one of the one of the bodyguard ladies. And Laser Whip run out after Johnny and Jane. Johnny and Jane kind of run into this little place. And all of the, as as uh, Laser Whip and the bodyguard run after, all the low techs pop out from behind shit. They've all got, you know, like crossbows and stuff. And then a bunch of Yakuza show up and they're all kind of standing off. And, and J-Bone pops out and tells, you know, Johnny and uh, Jane to, you know, get, 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 get behind us and go to where it's safe. And the accuser's really mad, and they're like, you know, we'll find you again. Count on it. Very uh, video game dialogue. So Johnny and James, Johnny and Jane escape into the sewers, uh, and Jane's obviously like, all right, where's my payment? Where's my fifty thousand? I saved you. And Johnny's obviously like, well, I don't have it yet. I got to get this info out of my head. Uh, so now Jane's kind of stuck with Johnny until he can pay her. Yeah, the classic. He says she said, you know. Yeah. Uh, we cut back and the, uh, the pharmacom, the pharmacom boss is watching videos of his dead child who was alluded to earlier, but while he's doing this, while he's sad watching videos of his dead child, this magical computer specter lady comes on the screen and is like, uh, you know, you have to save Johnny. Don't kill him. You have to save him. And of course the, you know, the pharmacom boss guy's like confused by this, but he, he just ignores it. So, hmm. we hadn't been introduced to that character. Who uh, she was? No, we don't know who she is. We know she's some strange computer apparition. Oh, okay. A phantom. All right. So Johnny and Jane are in the sewer. Like I said, yep. um, Jane's kind of stuck with Johnny until he, he he can pay her. Uh, you know, Jane. Jane's like, you got parents and stuff. To which Johnny, you know, of course he doesn't. He doesn't know. Johnny reveals at this point that he sold, he he didn't sell, but he got rid of all of his long-term memories so that he could hold more data in his head for his career job. So he has no memory of his childhood. So are there some people that just naturally have more brain space or is it like all purchased like through implants? Uh, yeah, Johnny has like an implant in his head. So I think it's implied that like he, you know, Got, he, he had to sacrifice these, like, long-term, you know, his basically entire memories of childhood uh, to, so that he could hold data. Right, but I'm saying, like, if this job required 300-something gigs and he only had 160, does that just mean he couldn't afford the, like, implants to get him that much space? I think he could have gotten more space, but I don't think he wanted to because I think it would have okay. sacrificed more of his, like, self. Oh, okay, word. And his that memory. Um so yeah, so that, you know, getting asked that question, Johnny gets super upset, and he says another fantastic line that uh, I relate to very much, Keanu Reeves, and he shouts this, he's, I need a computer!
I want to get online. I need a computer. <laughs> uh, so that leading Johnny and Jane to kind of break into this, uh, like, you know, kind of rundown, like, tech shop. Uh, that thankfully has all of the parts Johnny needs to be able to get online. Perfect. So, so it's this great segment of like, I need this and this and this. I need a super duper head, uh, headset. I need two biometrical gloves. Uh, he, he says the word iPhone. He says like, I need two iPhones. Of course, this was oh. made in 95. So like, it's a, I'm sure it meant was like EYE phone, yeah, but like, yeah. it's just weird that he says iPhone, but basically Johnny configures this little computer system. You know, he puts on his little VR headset, he's got gloves, he puts on his hands, and then he goes into the internet. And this is the real, like, first scene we've seen of, like, Johnny just on the regular internet. And basically, like, once he's in the internet and he has these VR goggles on, he can see his hands, like, in the internet, but they're, like, CGI hands. Oh, and to goodness. do everything on the internet, it's all, like, manipulated by hand. So, like, it's, like, him, like, it's very kind of, like, over the top and ridiculous because it's, like, him grabbing icons and, like, expanding them and, like, gesturing all over the place and, like, oh dialing God. numbers with his finger and, like, you know, to, to access a map, he's got to grab the map and, like, unfold it. It's, like, the, the most hell? needlessly, like, complicated, like, 90s VR view of, like, yeah. future internet net surfing looks like but it's very Literal you know surfing like yeah it's very it's very you know charmingly ridiculous um at the same time we see the bad guys are tracking johnny's moves online uh so we see johnny finds that the fax being sent from the hotel from his clients before it was interrupted was going to newark to someone named dr Allcome. spell that Dr. Allcome, that's doctor, and then A-L-L-C-O-M-E. Oh, okay. And I mean, I know some days I do feel like I'm just Allcome. Uh, you know, sometimes I just wish I could call Dr. Allcome. He only has one He only has one solution for all your medical needs. Yep. It's He's kind like of, a doctor in the, in the medieval times. It's like a snake like oil. A, it's like those medieval doctors when, like, women would come in complaining of pain and, like, the doctor would just be like oh you're dealing with hysteria yeah yeah let me finger you yeah that's fifty dollars yeah or it's like the 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 worst kind of snake oil you could ever imagine <laughs> in a bottle a dr baumgartner's wonderful magical elixir doctor doctor all comes magic cream <laughs> rub it on your eyes put it everywhere put it on your lips let it drip down Mm-mm. excellent source of protein <laughs> oh no so uh, Johnny wants to know more about this this mysterious Dr. Allcome. So he, like, calls his hacker friend over to the internet. And the hacker friend is, like, you know, another ridiculous over-the-top character who's like, Get off my board, man. You're a wanted guy. You're going to get me virused or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, he says, Get off my board, man. You're too hot. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at that point, you know, Johnny can't figure out any more about Dr. Alcum, but he, and he starts being attacked online by a virus, while at the same time, the computer, that this magic, like, computer apparition lady appears to Johnny this time, not the, not the Pharmacom boss, and she's like, uh, you know, Johnny, you have to run, run now, they're coming, and at the same time, of course, the bad guys burst into the shop, uh, right as Johnny and Jane are, like, running out. Uh, Jane, who it was established earlier, I forgot to say this, in the sewer, she, like, spills her bag, and we see she has, like, a full grenade on her, like, key ring. 
like just like a keychain grenade and so the bad guys keychain pepper spray yeah it's like a grenade so the bad guys the bad guys burst into the shop as johnny and jane are escaping and jane's like watch this and she throws the grenade behind them to like you know stop the bad guys and it the grenade explodes and it is the most ridiculously large explosion like fiery large explosion for like a grenade and it's not like the design of the grenade isn't like some sort of techno grenade it's like a world war ii looking like basic like grenade spray just painted like a pink standard frag grenade yeah like. it's like a standard grenade painted pink so like just the the the, the size and fire and fury of the uh, explosion is quite fun uh, and let me guess, neither of them look at the explosion? Oh, yeah, well, they've already run out of the room, so they're, like, outside the building running away as it explodes. But, yeah, it, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't phase them at all, basically. Wonderful. If, if of course, the shockwaves don't exist. No. In fact. Mm-hmm. Of course not. But, uh, so, you know, Johnny and Jane have escaped. At this point, uh, you know, the Pharmacom boss is really mad. So he calls, and buckle up for this phrase I'm about to say. Oh, I can't wait. Christian... Techno monk Dolph Lundgren. I love that. He calls Dolph Lundgren, who is like a stereotypically like monk looking priest with like long shaggy hair and a long shaggy beard, and he's in a church. The boss calls him and is like, you know, I need your services. And Dolph Lundgren, of course, is like, we have services every night from this time to this. And then the boss is like, I'm looking for someone. And Dolph Lundgren's like, looking for Christ? He is always around us. And then, oh then the boss is like, no, I need I need you to hunt someone down. You know, I need you to kill this guy named Johnny. And then we see that Dolph Lundgren, uh, techno monk, has a knife that's handle is like full. Like, he, it, he, it looks like at first he's just holding a, like a crucifix. But then we see that at the end of the crucifix is like a knife <laughs> oh yeah so now techno monk Dolph Lundgren is off on the trail of Johnny as well uh Johnny at at a little cafe uh you know what freaking is with a ph back in the day you know what that is oh where they uh... where you used a phone and like the phone dial tone and like pressing numbers to like hack into stuff oh, uh, yeah, so okay. Johnny yeah. basically like freaks his way onto like a secret private pharmacom number and this very like average boring looking like guy on the other end you know ends up agreeing to meet johnny so that johnny can give them the info so that he can get it out of his head but that's not until a little while from then uh and uh to speed things up jane suggests i know this guy spider Henry Rollins from earlier. Perfect. Uh, he used to be a doctor. He can help us. But before they can do anything, Jane starts freaking out because she has NAS, which Johnny notices. She's on the ground in this kind of like rundown shopping mall. And Johnny sees her and she's freaking out from NAS. Johnny begins to pull a JD Vance and just leave Jane there. Cause he's like, I don't have time to be slowed down. But then Jane calls out and is like, wait, spider can help both of us. He can help me and he can get the stuff out of your head. So Johnny's well, like, cause if there's, if there's one thing that Henry Rollins knows a lot about, it's having a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. A, a re, a re, but this we're talking about a nervous system breakdown yeah that was a little black flag joke for all you punk fans good good job uh so so johnny says okay and he decides to bring uh you know jane to spider they arrive there spider's working on jane well you know so that she stops freaking out 
and Johnny's like, what causes NAS? What causes it? And Henry Rollins gets mad, and he's like, what causes it? The world causes it, man. Look around you. Information overload. We live in a society. He doesn't say we live in a society, but it's basically like might as we well. live in a society. Like, all this technology's causing it, basically. Um, right. uh, so, back to... Um, where, where were we? Um jd vance no yeah back to jd vance um seriously though uh at one point uh the um the uh, low techs run into uh dolph lundgren techno priest or they don't run into him but like they detect that like he's out and about and j-bone is like that motherfucker's got got uh technology and god ass backwards <laughs> uh Computer lady, magical ghost computer lady, appears to uh, Pharmacom boss once again, Takeshi Kitano, and she's like... Uh, Let's just call her Cortana. Yeah. Well, here she's going to reveal who she is, because we see, um, you know, the boss having, like, a, a strange issue, and his secretary is there, and the secretary sees it too, and she's like, oh, wow, I know who that is. The, the, the computer ghost lady was the Pharmacom, like, founder and CEO, but she died, but she died and had her consciousness, like, uploaded to the computer so that she could... She's like Gladys from Portal. Yeah, hold on. Uh, So, yeah, she died and had her body uploaded to the computer so that she could, you know, still be on the board and be a part of the company. Nice. Uh, So, it's like, uh, you know... That now we know who this magical computer lady is. Back with Henry Rollins, uh, it's very funny because you can very clearly see Henry Rollins' black flag tattoo on the back of his neck, like nice. multiple times in the movie. They don't even try to hide it. No, they don't. So yeah, that's super funny that we can see that black flag tattoo multiple times. Like they don't even try to hide it, which is fine. But it's just yeah, funny detail. That. If you know, you know. Um, so you know, they all decide to. Uh, Spider's gonna like take them to somewhere else that can help Jane more and can help possibly, or not help Jane. He's going to take them to a place that he thinks they can get the info out of Johnny's head. So they all, um, you know, get ready to go. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren, the techno priest, uh, goes to the opera techno bar, beats up, uh, the bartender and like breaks his hand off, tortures him to get info about where Johnny is. And he's like, I think he went with that girl, Jane. She's always with spider. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, uh, they leave back at, back with Spider and Johnny and Jane. They leave so that they can go to Dr. Come or Dr. All Come, sorry. Right, right, right. Uh, they, they drive off in Spider's, like, truck, and it's literally, like, I think it's, like, just, like, a food truck. It's, like, a food truck. Oh, nice. Uh, but it's, like, you know, decked out in, like, uh, nets and, like, cyberpunk, like, extra metal and stuff. Of course. It's like the Ninja Turtle, uh, like, bus thing. Nice. Um, uh, but right as they're driving away, Dolph Lundgren literally, like, just steps out into the middle of the, like, street, like, with his arms wide open and is like, 
I don't remember what he says here, but it's something like, you know, like, the power of Christ compels you to stop. And they literally just, Henry Rollins just floors it and runs right over Dolph Lundgren. Oh my god. And Johnny was like, who the hell was that guy? And Henry Rollins is like, you don't want to know. Uh, and we see, <laughs> but but we see Dolph Lundgren get up anyway, because as alluded to earlier by J-Bone, he has like so much technological enhancement. He's like more robot than man. Um, but yeah, so Spider takes... John and Jane, Johnny and Jane to uh, this secret kind of underground hospital uh, that's in the city that's kind of like for, you know, poor people and people who need help and who have NAS and everything. Um, and he reveals that Dr. Alcum isn't a person. It's like a code word that the medical people use when there's like an emergency. So they say like, you know, paging Dr. Alcum to, you know, this room. That means like anyone who can help, come help. Uh, all, oh. Get it, all come. Uh Oh, yeah. yeah, he makes everyone come. Yeah, and so the, the fax the facts was really meant for the hospital. Um, <gasps> and, you know, so Spider tries to get into Johnny's head but and break the code since he doesn't have the pictures to get into his head except for one. Um, but he can't because it's too encrypted. And he tells Johnny this is so important because the info Johnny is carrying in his head is the Pharmacom cure to NAS. So that uh, a cure that could potentially save and alleviate the suffering of like millions of people, including Jane. Oh damn! So, but you know, Ron says Pharmacom and the bad guys, you know, Pharmacom, they don't want you know the cure just going out for free, obviously. So that's why they're so intent on tracking down and stopping Johnny. Sounds like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with oh. the Pfizer vaccine. Heyo. Hot, or was it, or did they, hot and top. Did they fund Pfizer or Moderna? I, I can't remember, but I know what you're or talking about. For one of those, about. they yeah. they prevented them from making it open source. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm-mm. Oh, well. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, but yeah, Johnny is still upset, though, because he doesn't want to risk dying just for them, you know, to, to be able to get into his head. And also, like, uh, you know, even surgically removing the data, it's so risky and, you know, could, conf- could uh, you know, end up corrupting the data regardless. Then out of nowhere, you know, when when Henry Rollins says something like, we need that cure, out of nowhere we hear, that cure is mine! And Dolph Lundgren, techno priest, bursts into the room uh, in, like, the most just, like, like, ridiculous, like, exuberant fashion after yelling, that that cure is mine. Uh, Spider starts fighting Dolph Lundgren to hold him off, just so that... uh, John, Johnny and Jane can escape. Spider, Henry Rollins, yells out, Escape! Get him to Jones! And, uh, you know, Spider's holding off Dolph Lundgren, but obviously can't, because Dolph Lundgren's too powerful. And Dolph Lundgren's like, Who's Jones? And Spider, another amazing line in this movie, Henry Rollins says, uh, after Who's Jones, Henry Rollins says, He's that guy who fucks your mother. Oh hell yeah, Henry Rollins! Like it's really not a pun or anything. Burn. It's it's really just like a your mom. It's just it's like literally just a just burn. Goes, he just goes like your mom. He's really just pulling a shorty from Letterkenny and just like, like he fucks your fucking mom. Uh, yeah, like as you can see, like we're getting to the point where they start having these quips and comebacks that are just like pure, like just no no like pun or anything. It's just straight up like, oh, hey, it's gonna fuck your mom. That's so. Uh, good. so Back to, um, let's see, where are we? Oh, yeah, uh, so the, um, you know, the boss is, uh, 
it Pharmacom, you know, is again is uh, what is what is he doing? Sorry, I sometimes I can't read my notes. Oh, I feel that. I don't know what that means, so I'm going to skip that note I took. So okay. back again. So you know, Johnny and Jane are on the food truck. They get to the low tech like bridge, the heaven, uh, where they're where the you know base of operations is. And John's like, you know, who is Jones? Where are you taking me? And Jane says, Oh, uh, Jones, he was he was in the Navy in the war. Yeah, they put a lot of shit in his head. Uh, so that's you know, John's Johnny's like, Oh, okay, so he's like enhanced. Maybe he can hack my brain. Uh, up on heaven on the low tech like you know bridge hideout. There are some doofuses, like doofus, like watch guards, and they accidentally end up dropping a car that they blow up in midair, also on accident, that oh, falls no. and crushes the food truck. Oh. Making Johnny have to, like, grab Jane and, like, roll out of the way, all because of these two doofuses. With dropping a car from a bridge <laughs> and blowing it up midair. Um, oh my god but yeah so that's like reminiscent of like the it's always sunny episode where they're like selling gas and yeah. charlie jumps out of the back of the van and he's like this wild is, card this, this is the second episode you've you've referenced that episode of it's always sunny oh you're right i have referenced it twice uh so you know almost getting hit by a car accidentally dropped and, and blown up uh this causes johnny to get really upset yeah uh, as he would and this next part is quite possibly the greatest monologue in fiction since Hamlet. Uh, oh, baby. Johnny is very upset. It's framed for the most part in this awkward wide shot with like all of Keanu Reeves' body, so we can see all of his like gesticulation and body language. Very angry, and he starts getting really mad, and he's like. You know, what do I want? What do I want? I want to get out of here. I want to get this shit out of my head. And then he gets really loud and he screams this at the top of his lungs. He goes, I want room service. I want the club sandwich. I want the cold beer. I want the $10,000 a night hooker. I want my shirts laundered like they do at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. I want room service. I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want a $10,000 a night hooker. I want my shirts laundered. Like they do at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. Oh my god. That is all verbatim, that, that little monologue. Oh god. It is amazing. When he gets to, I want my shirts laundered. We've all been there. So I've jo often yelled at close friends about my shirts not being laundered. So Johnny is upset, but kind of and very awkward. Keanu Reeves like just yelling in this like empty lot by a bridge uh, at night, um, but kind of interrupting his little uh, shit fit. J Bone descends from the sky from the bridge on like a little like platform that lowers down. We cut back. Evil Pharmacom boss is getting to ready to leave for the bridge. They've tracked Johnny. They know he's at the bridge. Pharmacom boss grabs like a revolver and a samurai sword. Nice, great combo. So, uh, you know, the number two. Up on heaven, uh, Johnny's calmed down now. And after Jane had a little bit of like uh, another like NAS freakout, but she's okay now. 
Johnny then has his own little freak out a moment where he uh, he has his like uh, his memory. He's he's still overloaded with all this data, right? So you know he's still freaking out. He has flashes of his like past, um, but you know J Bone is like, all right, come on, it's time to meet Jones. So you know J Bone brings him in to like basically the on the bridge Heaven's secret like command center, which is basically like you know the propaganda like help center that they're broadcasting all of these like you know you know hacker hacking broadcasts out to the world from. So, uh, you know, Johnny's like, where's Jones? Uh, J-Bone walks up to this giant water tank and points at a dolphin and says, that's Jones. And Johnny's like, it's a fish? And Jones is this dolphin who has all of this, like, technological equipment, like, wired into his brain and his head. Oh, good a dolphin so jones is a dolphin we have a techno dolphin uh they say that that jones was wired like that so that he can kind of like hack and get data through solid things because he was designed so he could collect the data from enemy subs straight through the hull so they're gonna hopefully try to use jones they're gonna hopefully try to use jones to get the data straight through johnny's head without having to take his brain out well, I'm really rooting for Jones, I'll be honest. Yeah, but the bad guys show up at the bridge. They're all unloading. Oh, we see they have, like, guns, and one has a bazooka, a, you know. Oh, shit. Uh, so, but John, back inside, Johnny has decided he lets Jones hack his brain. Uh, the whole time, Jones makes these, like, noises that, like, I mean, they're they're basically dolphin noises, but I feel like they didn't actually get real dolphin sound effects because they're very much like, It's, very uh, it's like a, like almost a person doing. It sounds a like a noise. person doing a dolphin noise. Uh, yeah, it's it's very funny. Uh, I enjoy uh, it. Yeah, can we take that one again? Can you try sounding more like a dolphin? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Make it really sell me that you're a dolphin. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> but but back outside, uh, the one of the guard, one of the uh, uh, doofus guards, laser whip jumps out of nowhere he kills the two doofus guards from earlier who dropped the car but in the process one of the doofus guards as he is being decapitated and dying accidentally drops another car and blows it up midair <laughs> this time though the car that is blown up midair being after being accidentally dropped lands on one of the like soldiers down below nice. and inexplicably a lady soldier we've never seen or been introduced to before is like heartbroken by this and is like no she she yells out she yells out something like um not frankie basically she's she gets really upset and she's like you son of a bitch not johnny and she pulls out the bazooka and it's this very small like woman soldier and she pulls out a bazooka and starts shooting heaven and it's like purely like coincidental happenstance too, because it's uh, like the car gets dropped. It's she was she wasn't ordered to shoot heaven. She she gets mad she and so she just she just starts blasting them with you know bazooka shots. Uh, you know heaven's shaking. It's on fire. Inside J Bone's like shit. It's the yakuza. Uh, you know J Bone. You know it's like they 
Johnny gets out of the data thing because obviously they can't keep doing it because they're being attacked. Uh, you know, J-Bone runs outside. He's got his crossbow. He shoots the crossbow off of heaven and it, it he shoots it and, it and it impales the bazooka lady straight through the mouth. Like, open mouth. Bolt goes into the mouth, like, impaling her head. Instant kill. Pretty great. I uh, love that. Back in the heaven, like, command center... The evil uh, Pharmacom boss shows up out of nowhere. He surprises Johnny. He starts to shoot at Jane, so she runs off. So now it's just Johnny and the Pharmacom boss. But suddenly, the computer ghost Pharmacom lady appears on all of the, the, the screens. And she forms like a hologram of her face. And, you know, she, she's saying like, you know, don't kill Johnny. Don't, don't kill him. Your daughter, Pharmacom boss, she had NAS. She died from NAS. You know, uh, Johnny has the cure to MAS. Pharmacom had the cure for M for NAS when your daughter died, but they didn't give it to you. But Johnny can now help save everyone, so don't kill him. Don't don't kill him just so that Pharmacom for, can profit over ever, uh, you know, over everything. The boss oh, it seems like upset and conflicted. He slices the wires to the computer, and you know, computer lady disappears. You know, uh, you know, him and Johnny kind of scuffle around a bit, have their fight. But then, out of nowhere, Laser Whip appears, and he kills the he kills the Pharmacom boss because he was afraid the Pharmacom boss was gonna help Johnny. And Laser Whip also has Jane hostage. Jane is able to free herself, and they both fight each other off. Johnny's fighting, you know, Laser Whip. Jane's fighting off these soldiers and guards. Laser Whip and Johnny fall off a part of heaven, and they fall down into, like, a storage container that dangles off of the bridge because of all the explosions. Oh, They're both hanging on the edge of this thing. They're both dangling, and Johnny... Johnny grabs... Johnny knows that Laser Whip can't kill him. He has to at least have his head. So, But Johnny grabs the fingernail off of Laser Whip... Because he has a free hand. He grabs the fingernail, wraps it around Laser Whip's own head, and pulls it so that it decapitates Laser Whip and he falls off. With of his own Laser Whip? By his own Laser Whip. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. So, all seems okay. Jane has defeated these guards, uh, but she looks up. <laughs> and before we even see... Dolph Lundgren, or right as we see him, she looks up out of nowhere. Dolph Lundgren, techno priest, has appeared, and he says the greatest, most dumbest, stupidest, no sense line. Yet it is amazing. Dolph Lundgren, techno piece, appears, grabs Jane, and Wait. says, "Jesus time." <laughs> Jesus time. He says, oh, God. "No That's quip so or anything good. clever, just." Jesus time. Yeah, I finished. That's awesome. Good. Uh, so yeah. Oh, that's so good. He has. He has. Uh, you know, he's got Jane captive. Back outside, Johnny's climbing up. He gets on his feet. The boss is still alive. Laser whip didn't kill him all the way. The boss looks at Johnny and he's like, you know, do do what I, do what I couldn't help the world. And the boss gives Johnny the second of the third pictures that he the code that he needs to break into his mind. Are and then like a countdown of how many hours left Johnny has. Oh, it's very few. It's been like almost a day. This is so the, he's got like three hours maybe. This is the finale. Uh, the boss gives Johnny one of the code pictures and dies. Back inside. So now Johnny has two of the three, right? Yes. 
Back okay. inside, Dolph Lundgren is about to kill Jane, but Johnny bursts in. He fights Dolph Lundgren, Techno Priest, uh, Jones the Dolphin from inside his uh, his his tank. With the help of Jane, they like angle the his like uh, you know like satellite monitors at Dolph Lundgren, and they shoot him with like uh, like uh, you know like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shoot. So, like supersonic blast of like shockwaves yeah yeah like shockwave supersonic blast that like Ooh. freaks out Dolph Lundgren and like makes all of his electronic parts start to like explode and stuff oh, and so and so Dolph Lundgren grabs these wires in front of him just to like steady himself but they're like live wires so he Ooh. catches on fire and Dolph Lundgren techno priest is like holding onto these wires on fire, screaming, and he drops down to the ground, and he's burned, and he's dead. Is he, like, silhouetted from behind while this is happening? Because that would be sick. Uh, we see, like, the full-on, like, fire. His, like, body is on fire. That is awesome. It's, like, a stuntman, like, on fire. It's very it's very well done. Um, this movie, like, feels a lot like Pacific Rim in that, like, a lot of the writing was really good, but some of the acting was just, like what the hell i don't know if some of the writing is good in this some of it's pretty ridiculous like jesus time oh yeah i mean there's like ridiculous shit that's what i mean it's like some of it it's like equally good and ridiculous yes but like if the actors were better it would have like taken it to another level i don't know if you could have done this better i mean i don't i, I feel like trying to do this movie more seriously would have killed it i think how makes sense yeah. i think how goofy and ridiculous it is is a positive but yeah, anyway, yeah. computer lady appears on the screen again and tells Johnny how the company Pharmacom has forgotten her presence, has erased her spirit. Basically, she tells a ghost, they yeah, ghost busted her. She she basically tells Johnny that he has the third image inside of him. He can remember it. It's in his head, locked away, and it, but it's in there, and he can unlock it. So. Johnny and Jones, they, they, they strap up. Johnny puts the headset back on, and Johnny and Jones go back into Johnny's brain. Uh, you know, J-Bone starts making the broadcast, saying, like, all right, all you people, they don't, Pharmacom don't want you seeing this, but this is it. This is the cure to NAS, so start your VCRs and start recording. That's somewhat verbatim. He does say yeah, VCR. Yeah. Um, uh, so, of course, Johnny's ready to go. And, of course, he says, you know, his, his go-to line, because he's ready to go into the cyberspace in his brain, he says, hit me. And they go in, you know, it's CGI computer land again. We have, like, a full, like, CGI little, like, Johnny, like, CGI man in a suit, uh, computer Johnny inside. You know, they go, nice. they go inside is flying around inside the internet. Uh, Johnny, internet Johnny does like techno Tai Chi inside of the, this, the technology zone. And he creates like a double of himself that he uses to fight off an evil virus. And he fights off an evil virus and, and pulls out information. And then Jones is able to, to help, you know, channel that information and reveal the final code picture, which is actually a picture of the face of, of computer ghost lady. Uh, so oh, that's why he knew it already. Yeah, see, so Johnny uploads the NAS cure. You know everything is good. Uh, you know all is well. He also has unlocked his 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 lost memories of childhood. We see glimpses of his like childhood and a birthday party. He's all happy Aww. about that. 
uh, you know, that's far- such a good ending. They literally look out over the bay and literally like across the way. There's no explanation as to why, but the Pharmacom building is literally just on fire. Like it's like <laughs> it's like subtle. Like the yeah, the the company has immediately imploded from from this cure being made. You know, like public source. Oh god. Uh, you know, open source. Uh, and th- but then there's a last little like you know last minute little 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 scare, little action beat, because we see the charred corpse of Dolph Lundgren start to move, and then it cuts to J-Bone, who goes, that's garbage. Get that out of here. And it cuts, and the body's only moving because there were people, like, hoisting it up, and then it cuts, and it's a shot of the body getting thrown off of the bridge, falling into the water. Oh, hell yeah. Johnny and Jane look out over, over the city, Pharmacom building on fire, and people like celebrating and they kiss and that's the end of the movie. All we're gonna have is room service. I want to see this so bad. So that yeah, that, that's Johnny Mnemonic. If I had to give this movie a rating, um, I I'd probably give it um, like like six and a half out of eight Jesus times. I I, I would give this movie uh yeah I I give this movie uh I give it one room service, one club sandwich, one cold beer, one. Ten thousand dollar night hooker and and one shirt laundered like they do at the Imperial Hotel in Tokyo. Isn't that just the lyrics to the Twelve Days of Christmas? <laughs> one room service, one club sandwich, one ice cold beer, one laundered shirt. <laughs> Four Jesus times. Three Dolph Lundgren. Oh, that's so good. Two, I... two. I need a computer. Uh, and and a um, hundred thousand dollar a night hooker. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Wow. Look. Wow. There's a lot of really goofy, over the top stuff in this movie. I won't lie. Some of the performances, you know, it, it's Keanu Reeves kind of stretching himself in terms of his 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 ability. Uh, it you know, there's a lot of goofy stuff. Not all of it works, but. I think it's still, you know, it, you can tell they made the movie they want to made. make, you know, William Gibson was involved. It has all of his cyberpunk elements, all of the like, you know, evil corporation, East meets West, you know, Japanese influence stuff with the Yakuza and everything. I love that. I mean, you know, it seems like they did it to the best of their ability. It's a fun time. Like we just said, there's so many quotable, ridiculous lines. <laughs> there's so many ridiculous moments. Ice-T has dreadlocks and, and is named J-Bone and he runs heaven. Uh, you know, Dolph Lundgren oh, is a techno that. priest who yells Jesus time. Henry Rollins, Takeshi Kitano talks to a computer ghost. I mean, yeah, there's there's just so much fun stuff, honestly. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um... You know, it's kind of a culmination of some stuff we've talked about in the first two episodes. Because, of course, you know, with, with being like a real 
true to form cyberpunk story. It's all about, you know, public kind of uh, revolution against company control and for profit stuff. And, and, you know, for the sake going against that for the sake of, you know, like saving humanity. Uh, You know, it's all about direct action, baby. Yeah. All about predatory, you know, pharma company prioritizing profit over releasing this cure to save lives. Sounds familiar. You know, so it's all the stuff, you know, we, we like, it's all the stuff we like, and it's all the stuff you like in cyberpunk genre. You know, like we said, it's silly. It's not the best movie. There's a lot of stuff that could be better, but sure as hell original and sure as hell memorable. Uh, I would encourage people to watch it if they like. Oh, I'm gonna. It's it's a real fun time. It's basically, we're like, it's like, it's like, you know how like the Ma- the Matrix is a great movie, uh, but you know how the Matrix is very like in its aesthetic, very like it's very like muted, like blacks and like greens. Yeah, and the whole the whole tone is very like doom and gloom. This this movie is like is like neon, like you know, this is like the Matrix on on like acid. <laughs> Or like like ecstasy. Yeah, this is like this is like the Matrix on ecstasy. It's just like wackier. It's more colorful. It's a it's less refined and less you know focused. But it's it's still a whole lot of fun. Um, I love that. Yeah, I really need to see this. It's it's worth it alone just for all of the great people like Keanu and Ice T and Dolph Lundgren. Gotta love them. So that's it's Henry fucking Rollins. That's yeah. Uh, just so you know, Keanu Reeves was nominated for a Razzie for his performance. Nice. But, uh, he didn't win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, well, wow. it's quite a film. I'll say. Quite topical. It's 2021. It's the year. It's the year of Johnny Mnemonic. Let's, 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 let's christen this year as it deserves to be. 2021, the year of Johnny Mnemonic. Everyone watch this. Time. Everyone watch this movie this year, uh, in honor of it being 2021. You can go have a TV party with Henry Rollins to watch this movie. Everyone get involved in the info wars, and watch this movie. Go put some chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay. If you're a fan of Alex Jones, this is where it all started, folks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a fan of Alex Jones, please stop listening. If you're a fan of Alex Jones, uh, you know this is where he got all his ideas from. If you're a fan of Alex Jones, I'm a performance artist, bitch. You'll never get the kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any any thoughts, Austin? Lots. <laughs> just just lots of thoughts racing, and I'm pretty pretty happy. I'll be thinking about this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So hit I can me hear with... my cat trying to get into the room. You want to hit me with any of those thoughts, or? Oh no, it's just like I'm just picturing everything just from the the pictures I've seen. Oh yeah. And I just I just want to watch it. It's fun. It's on uh, right now. It's on, uh, you know, somewhat apropos or ironic for the topic of the of the film, but it's currently on Amazon Prime. Perfect. So you know that that's big it's a bit ironic, but uh, you know, so check it out if you got that. If not, I'm oh, sure yeah. find it other places. Um, yeah, I had fun watching it. I took more notes than I ever have. My hand cramped, and I had to stop multiple times. That's smart. Pause. Gotta, I had to pause. Rest the old pause. Um. But yeah, it was a fun watch, and I'm glad I could explain all of its ridiculous moments to you. Hell yeah. Um, all I can say is I do want room service. I do want club sandwich. I do want ice cold beer. Yeah. I do want 10K a night hooker, and I do want my shirts laundered. Yeah. 
I think the audience will agree that those are pretty fair. So. And, you know, I think we should uh, thank everyone who listens. Yeah. Uh, this is fun to do. And, um, yeah, thank, thanks for your, all, your our, support, Our guys. first show after the first day it was up had about 29 downloads. The second one after the first day it was up had about, like, six. So this episode will have about two. That's fine with me, you know. Uh, you, you know. know they say two's bigger than nothing. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. Like 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 uh, like J Bone himself, like Ice T would say, uh, you know. Um, I'm trying to find one of his lines from this. Um, I'm J Bone. I run heaven. Perfect. You know. I think we should leave it at that. Shout out to Ice T. Shout out to Keanu Reeves. Shout out to Henry Rollins and, uh, and uh, shout, shout out, out to, to Christina Applegate. Shout out to Dolph Lundgren, Techno Priest. Heck yeah. Well, Jesus time, baby. Jesus time. Well, we'll see you on the next episode, and we hope to see here, see, hear, and see you then on Explain to Austin of the Show. Bye.